You're listening to the voice of Bluebird Care, the go-to podcast for expert advice and leading conversations on the subject of home care in Ireland. Each month, the voice of Bluebird Care will shine a light on the questions facing those needing care in the home and their families, with fresh insights from home care experts, policymakers, medical professionals and advocacy groups, plus guidance and advice on accessing services and information that helps ease the challenge of caring for loved ones in the home. And of course, we couldn't do that without our incredible team, so you'll be hearing plenty from them too. I'm your host, Claire Darmody, and this episode is part of the More Than Just a Career in Care series. And today I'm joined by Karen O'Sullivan, Office Manager at Bluebird Care Dublin South and the 2023 winner of Team Member of the Year. Karen, you're very welcome. Thank you, Claire. I see you have a little giggle there about the award. (laughs) We'll get to that. Um, So I read a little bit about you before we started today and I was wondering if you could tell us about your career before Bluebird Care because it's quite an interesting one. Well, it's a bit varied, if nothing else. Yeah, it's a bit varied. I, when I left school, studied in Calborough Street. So I've always been in hospitality, hotel, catering management, that kind of thing. Uh, So I've had many, many, many jobs. uh, Things like I worked in the RDS. um, I worked in the concert hall. I worked out in the RTE canteen, Ulster Bank uh, canteens, that kind of places. Um, up in the Guinness Brewery. I then went uh, out to work with um, Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines. Wow. So I did two years on the high seas and I loved it. Tootled around the Caribbean and then went up to Alaska and did Alaska for a season and came down the west coast of the States and across the Panama Canal. Um, fabulous, fabulous time. But I should have wow. gone younger and I would have stayed longer. Okay. So it was kind of time to come home and I came home at a quite a poignant time in my life where um, my sister next to me actually by the time I got home uh, became quite ill and subsequently passed away oh, so sorry. it was um, it was a good time to come home and I think the universe was looking after me it was telling me it was time to come home so when I came home um, I took a job with Irish Rail and I naively thought a little permanent and pensionable job might be um, the way to go even after doing all the travelling you've done and that, knowing yeah, you loved I thought, it yeah. well you know let's just settle down for a little yeah. bit and you know allow some roots to sprout a big bad decision so I'll be honest and say I spent most of my time, I think I lasted with them about three months and I spent most of that time um, preparing a business plan. I knew I wanted to work for myself at that stage. Um, so I ended up um, with my dad's help buying a cafe in Ranla Village called Hobart's. And I ran that uh, for 20 years. Loved it. It was the home of the hangover cure was my little byline. <laughs> but it was a real local calf where it was very much based on personality, which was my big mistake in terms of business. Right. Because you can't make a lot of money you can't, when you, you know, you personality. Can't, you can't have multi multi sites when it's based on you, you know. Yes. But I would know coming through the door, I may not remember your name, but I would always know that's the poached egg man who <laughs> likes a poached egg with his full brekkie or yeah. doesn't take an egg at all, likes extra sausages. Yeah. I used to have a lot of the um, the Garda bike, you know, the bike riders yeah. with the guards. Uh, they would come on Saturday mornings um, and I, you could have, see, eight or ten cop bikes parked outside my, my cafe. So much so that a friend of my dad's rang dad one morning to say, Jesus, Sol, you better uh, give Kay a buzz. There's something going on. There's a lot of, <laughs> lot of cops in there. My dad frantically rang me. Did something Is everything happen, okay? Kay? Did something happen? I said, no, they're just hungry. <laughs> they're in for brekkie. Um, and you, did you run it on your own? Did I you... did. I ran it on my own for the first 10 years and then I took in um, a business partner for the second uh, 10 years, which 
for lots of reasons, was a really good idea. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, because it's very it it's very lonely doing it solo, and it's very easy to veer off track. And I had a few things that were allowing me veer off track, yeah. and so I really needed some kind of stability. And my business partner very definitely brought that. Um, thankfully, we sold up um, just before COVID hit. Okay, so we sold about two years, I think, a year or two years before that. And we sold because, well, I had had enough at that stage. I was well into my 50s. Um, But previous to that, I had joined Slimming World and successfully lost four stone. Wow. Turned 50 all in the same year and felt amazing. So you sold the business and you were after losing this four stone and you turned. No, and so I lost the, I still had the business and I lost the four stone. Sorry. And you turned 50, as you said. Turned 50 at the same time and thought, holy cow, everybody should feel this way. Everybody should feel this way. I And I was a real advocate advocate of like Slimming World happened to be the brand, but it didn't really matter. Yeah. It, it, for me, it wasn't about the brand. It was about the how you felt at the end of the journey. Finding yourself again. Absolutely. Finding your smile again. That yeah. was really, that was really important to me. And I think point again, poignant, that's an important word these days. Um, poignant at a time when you're sort of hitting 50 and halfway through your life. Yeah. It's important to be able to, to find yourself again. And I think as really a woman, cool. as a woman at 50, you can feel like <coughs> almost you're becoming invisible because that's almost what can happen to us as we get a little bit older. So finding a bit of power in that way Huge. was probably so powerful. I, I completely. And I would be part of the, you're right, we are in our 50s. We can be quite invisible. To particularly others. To others. Mm. But when you factor in the fact that I'm single, I'm gay, I live on my own. I'm not in a relationship uh, at the moment, thank God. Um, <laughs> those things could seem those, to be stacked against you in correct. a way. You, it mm. makes you even more invisible, to be honest. Yes. You know, so it was really important for all of those reasons to me. Um, so I, uh, thankfully, the opportunity came up. Somebody asked me one day uh, from Slimming World, would I like to train as a consultant? And I grabbed it with both hands, said, God, yes. Went and did the training. Um, still had the cafe at this stage, came back and thought, you know what, opened my first group and I thought, this is what I want to do. Because I never had an exit plan after the cafe. I love I had no idea what what I could do or what, you know, what I would transition into. I had no idea. But that didn't bother you? Not in the slightest because I am a great believer, certainly since my sister passed away. You'll find a way. The universe gives us gifts at a time when we need them. We don't always see that they're gifts. It could be something as simple as a green traffic light when you're in a hurry, mm-hmm. or it could be the opportunity to change careers. And that's important for my story for when I come to Bluebird. Yeah. Because we definitely get gifts. There's no question. Yeah, and you, and you, I you do really need to be open to them, don't but you? You have to see them. Absolutely, clear. Yes. Yes. Because, I mean, I can see it with friends of mine and, you know, people I know, there's gifts being lobbed at them and they don't see it. And I find that really sad. So, thankfully, you know, I'll never be very rich and it depends on I'm very successful, not financially. It depends on how you measure success. Mm-hmm. But I believe I'm very successful in, in lots of other ways. I'll never be financially successful and I'm so OK with that. Mm. Um, but this opportunity came along. I opened my group. Um, I f- realized that, gosh, I'm quite good at this. Um, talking is what I do well. It's one of my strengths. Um so I told my business partner that that was it. I, I really, I needed to sell up and I wanted to move on. And um, thankfully she agreed. Uh, so we did sell up 
And next thing, I have three Slimming World groups a week um, and I'm catering to like 150 people um, in the various groups, etc. And loving it and helping people get to their targets of, you know, five, six stone, three stone to whatever it was. And again, working with people, right? The same as you did in the cafe, the same as you did on the cruises. People are where I get stories. People are where I get my buzz from. People talking, organising, they're my, you know, and being in service. And I think that's, sometimes that's a very tough word to use. A lot of people, oh, don't. But if you look at all of the jobs I've had. Yeah. That's where I get my thing from. Yeah. And whether it's cooking you a sausage and chips Helping you lose the or telling you pounds. not to eat the sausage and chips yeah. and making you a salad instead. <laughs> you know, but do you know it's <laughs> it's people, it's their stories, their journey, and how you correct. can be an impact to them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That for me, and I think again, going back to somebody like me who's single with no children, having a raison d'etre is very important and knowing what it is. That might sound like a trite thing to say, but it it's, but knowing what it is really helps you focus on and finding joy in your own life. Do you know that? And that's yeah. really important. Um, so Slimming World, I lasted well. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I'm not great financially. Um, I now realize later in life why um, I was not diagnosed young unfortunately, Uh, but ADD plays a major role in my life. And thankfully now I understand why, Uh, but financially I'm not good. And um, working for myself in Slimming World was not good for me financially. And then the pandemic hit and that absolutely wiped me out. During the whole pandemic, I kept my members going. We had Zoom meetings two and three and four times a week. Um, 90% of the time it wasn't about weight loss at all. It was more connection. Connection for them and really just a, like I found I was nearly more, I'm not qualified to be a counsellor, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't call myself that, but really just holding space for people yeah. when times were really difficult. And by holding space for them helped me because again, I lived on my own. So mm-hmm. it was me and my dog and, you know, um, but very quickly finances started to dwindle and things were getting very serious and. I realized, God, I have to get a job and, you know, what can I do? What can I do? Um, And I thought about driving a taxi because I couldn't see that my skills were fungible for any other area. Like I I certainly didn't want to go back into catering. Um, I'm too middle aged. I'm too tired. Uh, You know, like I just. It wasn't right for you. Yeah. (laughs) But yet didn't know what else it could be. So anyway, after much. Um, sort of faffing about. I saw an ad on Facebook one day, Bluebird Care, Dublin South in Dundrum. The offices are based in Dundrum. We're looking for carers. And I thought long and hard about it. And, you know, I was thinking about, well, I could do that. I could do the cashiers in Tesco. You know, I could stack shelves. Yeah, give Bluebird a try. And as I was today, a little bit early, I'm I'm always a little bit early for things now. Again, part of the old ADD stuff and I need to just, you know, calm myself before I approach things like this. Uh, it was a bit early, uh, sat in the car, pulled up Facebook again and I spotted a new ad. They were looking for a receptionist for the office. I've never worked in an office before. Computer wise, I'm wasn't the most literate. Now, I'm not like you could I'm an manage. intelligent woman, but, you know, a little daunting, hugely daunting. Mm. But I said to hell with it, I'm just going to chance my arm here. 
And I went in and the recruitment manager, Jonathan Norton at the time, fabulous guy, fabulous guy. And when I went into the office, and this is important, there was a lurcher dog there. Now, my dog is a lurcher as well. And I thought, hello, universe. I see it. And I (laughs) I thought the receptionist was the universe. I was like, this other job has come along at the time. No, so the dog sitting there, the office dog. And And I calmed. I completely calmed down, completely calmed down and said, yeah, this is where I'll work. Went to the interview, got on very well with Jonathan. He brought me back the following day, met Eddie, our illustrious uh, and amazing managing director. And Eddie took a chance on me, took a chance on me as receptionist. Um, I'm now office manager. I'm there two years this month. And it was... It's a quick progression. Huge. Yeah, very quick. And I sort of, I've sort of made the job mine, if you like. Yeah. (coughs) Excuse me, I (coughs) apologise. Take your time. I've sort of made the job mine. Um... Like when I went in first and you look around at all the desks, they all had two screens on them. Two computer screens. Yeah. I thought, bloody oh, hell, I've never seen here. this before. Yeah. This is like the Starship Enterprise stuff to me. Like, what the <laughs> hell? Um, and there, you know, I could see at the girl I was taking over from Andrea, she was lovely. And I could see so her shooting stuff over. Yeah, shooting yeah. stuff over between the screens. And I'm thinking, holy cow. <laughs> uh, and we'll just scan stuff to email. You can do that. <laughs> but I'll plow on anyway. Scanning st- anyway, um Eddie like you kept going though. I did keep going. Yeah. Because I loved the buzz of the place. Yeah. And good vibes. Once I started talking to um talking on the phone, sure I'd found my I'd found my spot because yeah. talking is my and people. superpower. Yeah. And people, obviously. Yeah. yeah. And I found very quickly what um became one of my um sort of go to things and something, you know, when you sort of have it filed away in your head that, okay, that's an important part that I can play here, an important piece that I can be slightly different. I'm an adult child. My parents, thankfully, are still alive. Um, now, they, that mum is getting care, actually from Bluebird Care in Dunleary. Thank you very much, Dunleary. They're looking after her very well. So I actually know the process. Mm. But it's a very, I'm also the eldest in our family. Not that that makes a difference. Sometimes it can mean you're the glue. Sometimes correct. not, but yes. But I know how daunting that process is. So I get a lot of phone calls every day from what I consider adult children, mm-hmm. usually the eldest. And they're going, oh my God, my mother's coming home from hospital. I don't even know where to start. So whether they end up with us or not, I take it as my very... um uh, duty is the wrong word, but your lucky ability, I suppose. Yeah, my ability, yeah, yeah. To sh- look, the first thing you do is, yeah. and the first thing you take a big deep breath, calm down. I can give you all of the information, whether you come with us or not. It doesn't matter. The information is the same. Here's what you need to do, the and steps, and and to be able to demystify, yeah, that process for somebody at a time when. You're going through some really difficult stuff anyway. It's a really tough transition, not just for the parents who who have to make it, but for the children of the parents. And I, I that's what I wanted to say. Like that's firstly there's a like that's something that we're really hoping to focus on in this podcast series. But as someone who myself has gone through that process for, you know, one of my parents, it is a difficult time. It is emotional. And yeah. you're nearly on the verge of tears sometimes when you're talking to someone oh, because yes. you know you're advocating for a parent and and like, you know, we've great care and, and but I do understand that process. And there's a lot of adult children, as you say, mm-hmm. who who have that. And I can only imagine how lovely it is to pick up the phone and get someone like you who's like everything's going to be fine and yeah. sometimes that would yeah. make me cry in that yeah. moment but it, that's okay and that you make that Completely. okay and yeah. you know so that's 
you're very well placed I think to be in that role and then as you say on top of the fact that you love people and you're very good with them you've been through the process so you know what someone needs at the end of the phone I do and I know how daunting it can be and I know that it's like it's another milestone in life that we all please God we all go through if we're lucky we're privileged enough to age as it is some of us don't Um, and it is and sometimes people need a little guiding hand and you know maybe I can meet the lurcher dog that was you know (laughs) do you know what I mean the the little the moment I phoned the right number today I have somebody who actually has the time and I I like to take my time with them I was going to ask what led you into home care but I think I know how it just you kind of fell into it I just fell into it in a way I fell into it and um, I don't know do you give yourself as much credit but it's fantastic to hear someone who's been had such a breadth of jobs across so many things and you do have very transferable skills but it's great that someone who's done all the things you've done run your own business travel the world is happy working in this lovely place that you feel that you add something so special to see it's only like again it's probably part of my personality that I didn't fully understand how much value I was adding if that's the way to put it no I didn't I didn't get that but you found a place that the skills you knew you had had a good place correct you at least knew but that then, anyway. but then you get team member of the year yeah and, and I'm, I'm going to get to that wow um, okay so but firstly I was yeah, going to ask you sorry. actually just know as we're talking about your previous career do you think you brought some of those skills from your previous career and jobs definitely. into what you do now definitely like I've, you mentioned the people yeah. the people well I think one of the things that you do learn in hospitality and particularly in sort of restaurant areas uh, restaurant type it wasn't yeah. a restaurant catering. Calf, but catering yeah is not to be afraid of people mm. you know and one of the things I still remember my first job as a waitress back in Steers Steakhouse in Dunleary you know back when Adam was a baby um, <laughs> and going out to take your first order from a table and being petrified mm. of, of the people they're only people yeah like but that was a lesson that you have to learn mm. and, and had to get over and everybody else in the office uh Everybody else would be younger than me. So I feel I can bring a sort of a stabilizing, slightly more mature um, head on my shoulders with, you know, a sort of a slightly more even keel. You know, yes, calming. people. Calming. Yeah. Thank you. Calming. Yeah. Slightly more mature. Um, I've forgotten where I was going with this now. I'm sorry. No, it's OK. I was just asking the skill set oh, that you skill. feel you brought it's with. Not to be afraid of people. Yeah. And I think that's a really important thing. It is. And I'm not sure that skill set is around as much these days as it used to be back in the day, because I suppose the phones and everything just mean not everyone's used to dealing with people yeah. personally. And I think it's one of the most important things I learned as a young person working. So the working with people and not to be afraid of them. And just what is your role with Bluebird exactly? Like you've kind of outline some of it it's talking to people who phone up looking for information but what else do you do on a day to day so I'm now um, we've now created me as being the office manager so I basically look after everything 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 that doesn't fit into anyone else's role exactly okay so you know I make sure that the facilities in the office that we've enough coffee and you know all of that basic stuff um, ordering stationery call you uh, yes, yeah, I would be, you know, I run the shared calendar so yeah. I know where people are. Um, uh, but I mean, obviously, it, you know, I don't give, I don't have authorization to say yes, take the day off or go on holidays yeah, or yeah. whatever, but I, I just keep track of people. Um, but basically everything that doesn't fit into, you know, the operations manager or the, the what we call the older people section, every day is hugely different hugely different. You never know what you're going to come up against. Yeah, and whatever, if it can't be solved, they'll ask you. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I'd say you like to be a solution-led person. 
Well, I I am always and always have been of the opinion I will never know all of the answers, but I'll always know where to find out the answer. Yeah. And that was true in the cafe as well. You know, I would do if if a tile fell off the wall, I'd put it back on. I would have, uh, you know, I'd have a bash at basic plumbing because <laughs> it's all about gravity and pipes. Yeah. Never touch electrics. But if I didn't know the answer, I'd always know where to find out. Yeah. You know? And and the same would be true for here. Um, we've just recently undergone um, a refurbishment in the office and I sort of project managed that and sat through the whole thing. Okay. Um, and that was really exciting. And who would have thought that was called for his role as manager exactly. in the organisation you're in? Yeah. Exactly. That's why, like, it's every so day different is a joy. And every day you know, is a challenge. Every day is a challenge. Every day is a joy. And particularly because I would be the first port of call on the phones. Um, we had a, a, a system when I went in first um, the phone was answered centrally by the receptionist. Then we changed the phone system so anybody could answer the phone and that really didn't work as well. So it's back now where I'm the first port of call. And it just means that this is the voice that you hear. So there's a nice cam, slightly older, more mature, so that you know you're... In safe hands. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Fair. And I think and that's also really things important. don't get slipped under the because Correct. one person is deciding where these calls yeah. need to go so yeah. nothing gets missed, which is so important. Yeah. Well now things, things get missed. Get missed. <laughs> and you know. just I think you've sort of outlined it, but who are you dealing with in your role every day? Is it customers? Is it families of customers? Is it staff? Um it's a combination of all of the above. Um part of my role also is every month I phone um, I do sort of check in calls with clients on both sides of the business. So uh, with families of children and also with older people. Um, so like 20 older people and five families, just based on the ratio of the number of clients. Check in just to see how things are. Yeah. How's it going? How's your carers? Are we looking after you? Is there anything? Because That's I think lovely. when you're, well, I think it's really important um, because. You're removed from the clinical side. So I'm not one of the nurse managers. I'm not one of the. And sometimes people will tell me more yeah. than they would say. And some of the stuff, I mean, I wouldn't even begin to tell you some of the stories that people have start. I genuinely couldn't tell you, but um, some of them make your hair curly, Claire. But, <laughs> but then I think also you know, like having a check in call regularly means if it was me and I got that check-in call, I might have nothing really to report. But then yeah. if so, if I do, I'll know it's okay to ring. Because the preface has been set up that that's someone exactly who's actually it. reached out to see if everything, she might not mind if I give her a quick ring and Correct. explain. And that's the beauty of that is exactly. that check-in call. We're here if you need us, yeah. which is really nice. Um, just when you mention all that about, you know, Tom Dickery and clients, whatever, it, the logistics must be quite tricky to figure out that someone is always where they need to be. And, and that's quite a, a big part of it, is it? I used to think years ago that one of the most complicated jobs must be trying to keep track of taxis. Yeah. Until I joined Bluebird Care <laughs> and see the job that coordinators of healthcare assistance do. I have the utmost of respect for these girls. I don't know how they do it. Because if you imagine in our office alone, we have 260 something clients in the older people section with healthcare assistance going to them. Every so week, like every week, days, every week. So we have about four and a half thousand hours, care hours a week, something there, something up in that region. Some of those calls will be two people have to go because maybe the person has reduced mobility and it takes two people to use a hoist and, you know, wheelchairs yeah. and that kind of stuff. Um, sometimes it'll be for longer than an hour because of the client needs, etc. There's lots of things then, other sort of permutations like 
Uh, some clients don't want men to come to them. Some clients don't want women to come to them. Uh, some clients uh, don't have, because of maybe reduced mental capacity, you need somebody whose English is very good, yeah. particularly tip top, uh, as opposed to somebody who's still really learning English. Yeah. Or has um, a very strong accent, or, has, or yeah. exactly, exactly. So there's so many, and then you then you have to, and that's before you even look at geography. And do people drive or walk, or, or take being the bus, sick or taking a holiday, or, or correct, both on either side, staff or client. It is, and I, I genuinely, and I still Hats don't. Off, two years later, yeah, I do still do don't know how they do it. Yeah, but yet, like part of the role I I did for the first year and a half, um, I took the on call phone, uh, did my time on on call. And, you know, somebody would phone in sick and on call was a, a phone, a mobile phone we would have. So for out of office hours, so from 4 p.m. in the evening all the way through till 8 a.m. the following day, or it could be for the two days at the weekends. And you're in complete charge then of, you know, somebody phones in sick and you think, oh, my goodness, I have to, you know, reroute and change times. Keep and the show and, on the road, basically. Yeah. <laughs> And a lot of the times, and thankfully, we have amazing coordinators who didn't mind um, me phoning them and saying, help, yeah. <laughs> help. Um, you know, Tom is sick and he has eight calls. I've managed to cover four of them. I don't know what to do about the other four. And they can do it off the top of their head. So it's really supported role, but it is, it's great to hear that... Um I thought it was important to everyone to always get gets sorted though, yes. don't they? In the end, yes, the people, if, yeah. if it's your mom or yeah. your sister yeah. or your dad, yeah. somebody will get there. Somebody just, will get there. Yeah. And the, the logistics yeah. get sorted in Completely. some man, manageable, mind blowing way. I still way. don't fully understand yeah, how. They do it, yeah. Um, so you did mention briefly, and I mentioned at the introduction to this piece that you won um, Team Member of the Year. And um, you must be very proud. You sound like you're slightly surprised. Um, what, what does that mean to you? Well, I was hugely surprised. I'll be honest. I was hugely surprised. I'm not listening to you. I haven't spent a little <laughs> time in your company. But anyway. Yeah, <laughs> um, I was hugely surprised genuinely because like I suppose, you know, and I don't mean to be one of those people who, but I don't see what I do as being so like it. Jeez, it's only talking to people. Do you know? I, I suppose I, though as well, it's not just about the people you talk to. It's about the people that you engage with in the office and it's about the people yeah. you work with. Yeah, I mean, I get it more now, but... Did it mean a lot to you? Oh, hugely. Yeah. It meant a huge amount. Because like not only did I not know whether I could do this job or not, I didn't know if I could work for somebody else. Of course, actually, having run your own business for 20 years, two decades. And even the Slimming World stuff, you're kind of your own boss in that, aren't you? hugely your own boss. You're hugely your own boss. That was a big change, wasn't it? So to be able to survive and win awards. Yeah, to like to, do you know, to It's also very, I think it's a very special award that speaks to who you are as a person. There's loads of awards, I'm sure you know, having worked in the hospitality industry, there's all those kind of awards that can be very corporate and, you know, they, but this like team member, what a lovely personable award to get. I didn't look at it like that. Yeah, you know yourself, I mean, hospitality awards or advertising awards, they're very corporate and they're fine and people love to get awards, but there's something very personal about winning team member of the year because it means that you're valued as a person, which I think is the most important thing. Well, I very proudly have my awards sitting 
sitting on top of my desk so everybody who comes into the office can <laughs> see it uh, straight away. Well, I'm just going to say, just for people listening, some of the things that people said about you. So you're known as Kay in the office, yeah, is that right? Yeah, we yeah. had two Karens when I started. Ah. So when I was growing up, my family called me Kay, so I've reverted back to Kay. Okay, to and Kay, is it Kay? Yeah. Why or just Kay no, the letter? I like just the letter K. Kay the letter. Yeah. I have a friend, Karen, who's, yeah. co- who's called Kay as well. Someone who encapsulates the true representation of Bluebird Care, compassion, kindness, empathy and understanding. And aside from being an office manager, she's become someone our teams can turn to with no issue too big or too small. She's always there offering advice and solutions. She's the type of person you miss when she's not in the office and she brings so much to our team. Now that is gorgeous. (laughs) And you should be very proud of that because obviously they are. And I do think out of all the things that you can get, team members lovely because it means you touch everyone in that way where they all feel those things. Yeah. Thank you, Claire. I didn't. I didn't look at it like that. I, you do every now. Day's, every day's a school day. So, yes, a couple I've of brief questions yeah. before we finish up. And this has been such a lovely chat. But, um, like, how important is a happy team to you? You've worked with many teams. I can imagine on cruises what that was like and the tension um, at times with everything needing to go. And then you've worked with the business partner, and I'm sure people who ran into the calf to help you out. Like, how important is it that your team are happy? It's. It's so important. It's so important. It's like um, Eddie and I were talking one day just about, isn't it great how, you know, there's a lovely atmosphere in the office. So important in a working environment. And when you're working under pressure as well for such important. Completely and equally, it doesn't matter where you are on the, uh, you know, on the hierarchy, if there even is one. In the CAF. I, as the chef and the owner and proprietor, couldn't put a breakfast out unless Jimmy on the pot washing was washing the plates. So everybody is as important as everybody else. And I genuinely see it that way. You know, it's unless you're working together. And that's why I chose to take the the on-call phone for a while, because I think everybody needs to understand. Yeah. Yeah, you need to understand what other people's roles are and and have an understanding of what the company's doing. Otherwise, you don't even know your job. Yeah. And and that and it's also why, you know, when I was looking around to work for um you know, after the after the cafe and after Slimming World, that I wanted to work for a small Irish owned company. I didn't want to be you know, number gazillion and ten in, in Facebook or Google. Not that I would work for them because my computer skills clearly <laughs> wouldn't have held up. But do you know what I mean? Yeah, that, and something that made impact perhaps. Correct. I'm going to ask you a question I think we all know the answer to, but do you enjoy it? Not at all. No, <laughs> not really. Pays the wages, you know, it pays the... It keeps. Do I enjoy it? Jesus, abs- I, I listen, I love it. I'm so blessed. I'm blessed. I, like I said, I don't own my own house. I rent. I don't, you know, but I am a blessed person. I have found joy, a career later in life after many fabulous careers that just gives me so much joy and that I feel I can actually participate in and and leave a stamp, you know, uh, and actually make a difference. I feel I can make a difference. And that's really important yeah, for me. And you do make a difference. But that's and really I, important to know that, you know, and to know that I can do that. And that's, that gives me a reason to keep getting up in the morning and, nice. you know, to bring the dog for a walk. And do you know what I mean? That's, I love it. Like, that's and really and important. as I said at the very beginning, Karen, like this part of this podcast series is about the more than just a career and care mm. section. So if anybody was listening is it like, would you recommend like working for Bluebird Care? Is it something? Because just I'd love that you took it on a little bit later in life, as you say, and started this whole new thing that you love. Mm. 
I was, it's funny you say that. I um, I got a text uh, earlier on today from a girl who used to be in uh, one of my Slimming World groups and to say, are you still in Bluebird or are you back doing Slimming World? Now, interestingly, she works for, um, uh, in and around the same time when I was leaving Slimming World, she got a job with another healthcare company. Okay. Uh, and she loved it. Okay. Loved it. And she was telling me in her text, uh, she's now been promoted to a supervisor, loves her job. Wow. There's something very special about being in the caring industry. Um, I particularly think that Bluebird Care are excellent mm. at what they do. Um, but it's a bit like asking me about cruise ship companies. Like they all perform the job. Most of them perform it particularly well. But the the premise of the job is the same. That if you, anybody can be a carer, you need a bit of common sense, huge degree of common sense. But you also need to like people. Yeah. You need to care about them. And most of us do. Yeah. Most so a bit of, of kindness do. and common sense will Absolutely. go a long way and you will be we'll making an impact. Way. Yeah, And it's, you know, it's like um, the job satisfaction is just so high. Like I see our carers coming into us, um, uh, coming into the office. We have a lot of, we have about 60%, maybe 55 or 60% uh, from South America. A lot of Brazilians work with us. And you see people coming in who are, and this always blows my mind. We have vets that are working with us as health carers. We have doctors, we have nurses um, who, for lots of reasons, can't work in their preferred industry in Ireland, which is, I find, a huge embarrassment being an Irish person. Yeah. And makes but no sense at all. Considering Ella, the as they say. We're in, yeah. But the joy that they get and the care that they give and listening to them talk about, you know, various clients and um, and how fond they are of them and, you know, how, you know, Tom doesn't like his porridge in the morning, yeah. even though we're supposed to make it for him. But actually, he'll eat it if you put a bit of banana on it, you know, little foibles that, that you know, for each of the clients. And I just take my hat off to all of these yeah. people. They, they've they come to a country where the, it's not their first language. Some of them need to learn the language and they've gone through that process. And they're out there caring for our elderly people. What an amazing bunch of people. What an amazing, my God. I just, every day, they're like little angels walking on the earth. And imagine being part of that team. Karen, I don't, I don't think we could finish with a nicer line. Thank you so much for joining me. Karen O'Sullivan, Office Manager at Bluebird Care Dublin South. And as I said, the 2023 winner of Team Member of the Year and a very proud one at that. And we're all excited to see what the universe sends you next. Definitely let me know. But thank you for joining us, Karen. If you are exploring care for a loved one, you can find your local Bluebird Care office at bluebirdcare.ie. If after listening, you feel you could make a difference to the lives of those needing home care, Learn more about careers with Bluebird Care by visiting bluebirdcarecareers.ie.